This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. podcast, 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 podcast. What's going on, people? I'm joined by a special guest, my boy Seb, the rum rock star himself. What are you telling me about, bro? What's good, bro? What's good, bro? I'm just air, man. Just air in, uh, where's this? Wood Green? Yeah. yeah. Foreign land. Foreign, foreign land. I, I, I don't even come out of East London, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how have you been? How, how's your year been? <sighs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's just been, it's been, it's been a, um, it's been a long one, you know, um, been very very uh um up and down to be fair like more ups than like downs yeah i want to say it's not happening man. yeah no no you, you're, you're trying you're trying to do that uh, that champion story like no, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well came from nothing man yeah. and, and, uh, hey, so play for tires like this yeah, so right. for Ryan, hey listen man uh but yeah like i ain't gonna lie it's like more ups than downs but to be fair like the first half of this year was um, especially like just recovering from like the pandemic and it, the pandemic seems like so long away. Like I can't, I, I, I actually, as I'm speaking, I remember that it was, we only come out of lockdown this year, right? Yeah, yeah. early this year. Fuck, that's crazy. Yeah, so obviously just like dealing with things like that because yeah, you know, we're still getting sales online from our website, but still um, just like other aspects of like business, like going to site, you know, meeting clients and having face-to-face meetings, meeting clients at like hotels, restaurants and whatnot that you want to get your drinks stocked in that we couldn't do. Yeah, so it's just an interesting one. Yeah, it's, you've been on a mad journey. It's crazy because you literally launched just as the pandemic was starting to hit. Yeah, that's mad, you know. Like, I never think about it like that, but I launched um, November 2019 and like four months later, the pandemic was here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah. Like, um, I, we actually went to lockdown on my birthday in March. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, bro, like, it's, it's definitely been, like, a, a baptism of fire. Um, you know, like, you, you, uh, although, you know, we... I say we've done okay like during a pandemic or whatever you never want to launch a business during a pandemic but you know what's so funny it's like when I was starting uh, this business um, the passion was obviously the main thing is the reason why I started um, and like just other things but I was I started to uh, I actually like googled and because I had heard it in like a previous podcast I was like what is alcohol recession proof and the answer was like no but almost it almost it's like if you're going to get into a business during like a economic like downturn alcohol is probably one of the best businesses to get into mm. so it's so funny that that's what I was searching before I got into the business yeah. because like we was having like you know the, the economy was in the mud and yeah people in, like in general were just indoors and like life as it was socially was was really really shit and it's like literally I was googling these things like as I started because 
yeah, I have a passion for something, but I want to know in the worst case scenario, mm. is my business going to survive mm. or have businesses survived in this industry? Um, so yeah, that was, that's, that's quite funny. Yeah, so um, if you haven't known by now, you should get to know. Um, Seb is the founder of La Sola Spice Premium Rum. Um, it's been going strong for two years now. Mm -hmm. So I'll put a link in the description. You can go grab your bottle. There's going to be Christmas packages, I know. Yes. Quite good stuff. Um, you also dubbed yourself the Rum... That's actually quite a lit name, you know, Rum Rockstar. Rum Rockstar, That's yeah. actually a very lit name. I was name. trying to think of, like, what can I name myself? I was like, ah, oh, yeah, the Rum Rockstar. We move because it's funny, like, when I speak to um, like people in the rum industry or people in the alcohol industry, they're like, the, what I'm doing is totally different, right? And I'm, like, kind of, like, ripping up the rule book. So I thought like that was, like, a, a fitting name for what I'm doing. Okay, speak on that. So they say that you're kind of ripping up the rule book. If you could give us, could you show some light on that? Like, what's kind of different from what you've done rather than like some of your uh, contemporaries or predecessors? I think it's like, especially at, at the start of every business is like everybody is so like fixated on, um, you know, going to bars, numbers, all of these other things and that. Um, for us, we always wanted to be direct to consumer for a while. The pandemic obviously forced that, mm. but the fact that, that was always in our plan, right? to be direct to consumer and build up a community they're like very, very interested in like how I've managed to like build up a community like so fast and like how well we're supported like socially. And then also whether it's like artists or whether it's, you know, um, influencers, how influencers like kind of support us. And my thing is, is that like especially like in this modern era, like modern age, it's like people are more conscious of where they're buying their products from. So, mm. you know, black owned products like people are more conscious like oh is this black owned because you know over, especially over the last two years that's the question that gets asked like people post their brands like what is it black owned and they're making more of a conscious effort so uh, they're just like quite interested like how you know like how I, I managed to kind of like build up a community and like people get behind it socially the content I produce the blogs like like blogs is such a like left idea um, none of their like no people well most of the brands that I speak like, actually all of the brands that I speak to they don't do blogs and my thing is just more sort of like a community aspect it's like alright cool like I can do a blog shed light, light on yeah like like okay I've done a blog with like Hawksmore so they don't really need light on that but I can also do a blog with like uh, um, Malaika who's like a, a food influencer chef you know mm. all of these things above and shed light on that you know what I mean or mm. you know uh, Dapper Chocolates who you know have their own chocolate brand they source their cocoa beans from Ghana like shed light on that and it's more so showing that alright great like we have a brand but we're also like want to shed light on like the community aspect so and then obviously in turn like people like buy into that and buy into uh, the brand itself so that's like super super different and then also like how we've managed to just stay direct to consumer for too long without doing many of the bar things because when we go into bars um, and we have gone into like maybe three or four bars over like the last two years it's like testing mm. like this is just testing I've never been in that bar to say alright cool we're going to be in this bar forever I just want to test how long the product can stay there for and this is like alright for now like now when we do go into bars we can say alright cool we've got good data uh, we've We've got community and we've tested our product in several bars and those products have like sold out or those products have like you know it's the the, the um the, you know we're moving units in these bars and i think like that's what the way i went about it i went the long way around whether like other brands could just go straight to bars like ah oh, you know 
other brands will just go straight into bars or go straight into corner shops and be making a pound a bottle. But as long as they're moving so many cases and their revenue is so crazy, like, and they're doing it so fast mm. and they're, you know, working with this artist, that artist, or whatever, whatever. That's like the way traditionally that like, brands in this space operate is that they just pay all the influencers crazy money and they go to the corner shops, they move cases. Um, you know, they, you know, they go into the restaurants, they more like kind of like, not like maybe say the, the the high-end restaurants where they go to like local restaurants, move cases, move cases, move cases, sometimes give cases for free, buy the menu. And um, that's how like they boost up their revenue. And um, that's like how people traditionally start and try and launch their brand. Okay, so yours has gone from more community aspects um, compared to kind of more, from what you described, kind of sounds a bit more aggressive, kind of like throwing money yeah. at it really and truly. Yeah. So yours, your your route is seemingly more organic. Yes. So that's probably why they respect it a lot because they're like, "Roll, this is real organic growth. It's not kind of like artificial growth." Mm. So um, this year, so I've seen you do like a lot of um, collaborations, with, maybe with um, influencers, with um, charities, um, corporate events. What has been the thinking behind that, and how has that, would you say, has helped your cause? And like, speak on some of the things that some of the people that you've linked up with and collaborated with over the year? Yeah, I think um, this year, like we've made like a conscious effort because it's like, when you don't have um, like, and I, I beg you not, like, I, I kid you not, like some of these um, brands in the alcohol space, they have like double digit million marketing pounds to spend in one space or one territory or throughout their, all of their territories but they have millions to spend in one space so when you don't have millions to spend right in regards to marketing um you rely on like a lot of um friendships and in this game it's like especially like at, at the start it's more so about like who you know so off the back of like who I know and just like being friends and just being and just networking and stuff like that you know we've managed what like just last week we done something with like Ian Wright so like Ian Wright um Danny's like live podcast um and we created a menu for his bar uh, uh so we created a menu for the bar brought in the bartenders and um, it had bespoke menus uh that related to either people on the podcast certain phrases or specific things relating to ian right so it's like one seven nine i think that's the total goals he might have scored do you know what i mean mm. or moose's hot take that relates to somebody called Musa who's on his uh who, who's on his podcast so yeah we we managed to do that and it went down really really well and that was also in collaboration with barclays um We've also done something for that uh, with the Ned. So obviously, you know, Brent, yeah. Brent's got, uh, you know, one of his, um, his latest endeavor, which is something called New Black. Um, it's just, it's, it's an amazing project. So when I heard about it, um, and, and, and obviously Daniel, uh, who's the CEO. Uh, so when I heard about it, I was like, great, it's something I want to do. And, you know, it really aligned because the launch party was in the net and like again these are places that we we see ourselves at we we, we want to be in you know somewhere like the net and uh again we we worked on the menu and um not just us but other alcohol other black owned alcohol brands were on that menu and um yeah we, we we managed to kind of do that and then we worked like browns fashion so i've never heard of browns until um it was you know Mercedes Benson. Yeah, big up Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. So Mercedes, she uh, reached out to me via Ade, um, 
um, and um, she was doing she was DJing for Browns um, and uh, they were doing uh, something in store um, and I'd never heard of Browns but someone said they're like similar to like Selvages they sell high end yeah, stuff or whatever I think, I think, I think Farfetch owns them yes they do yeah, yeah Farfetch do own them and yeah so like one linked up with them they loved it it was an amazing again like cocktails like stuff like that and then also like Daily Paper that one was like really really cool to me because um, you know I'm a massive fan of Daily Paper um, massive massive fan of Daily Paper off the back of that I got like connected like to some people uh, in a brand and like just like building up relationships so again I'd say like maybe over like especially over like, the last six weeks we just managed to forge different relationships in like spaces where um, may not have been accessible to like people like me maybe about four or five years ago um, so it's just like yeah being in that space executing to the best of our ability and then um, seeing like where that one thing can take me so if it takes me to another thing think that's great if it doesn't it's just great to have on your CV that you've worked with these uh, you know brilliant brands um, I think it's for those who don't know you very well so I'm, I'm sure a lot of my listeners in touch have frackers they know that you are a very likeable character well depends on if you're on up block or not very funny very funny very good person to talk to and I think that's kind of shown they always say um uh a business takes the personality, the culture is formed from their CEO or their boss. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of shown in Las Solas that naturally you're collaborating and having fantastic link-ups with um, also equally amazing brands. That's quite interesting. Um, so I like to, you know, on the podcast, I like it to be like informative to people. So so you're two years deep in your your startup. Um, you, I would say that you're, you're kind of more like what do they call it? They call it bootstrap. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, um, speak on that because not even to be shady, or well, I might be shady. I guess we never know. What's the card here? Uh, I can't lie. Um, call me a bad guy. Yeah, but it's my platform, so I can be a bad guy if I want to. I kind of find it a bit nasty when I see people do like, um, sometimes when they do like GoFundMe's for their business, not even like a artistic project but like an actual business that they look for it to be profitable and they do go find me. I find that mad. But you are, you've kind of come from a different spec of bootstrapping. So speak to the audience what bootstrapping is and how you've had to bootstrap to kind of get your business off the ground. Yeah, like, so um, let me touch on the GoFundMe thing. So the GoFundMe thing is funny because I think like a lot of it is like lack of education, yeah. right? So people think like GoFundMe like yeah it is like GoFundMe but particularly like GoFundMe comes with like a certain connotation so it's like more so it's more so a charity aspect right so you're expecting like people to look at your business as a charity mm-hmm. and then um kind of just fund it off the back of like sympathy so in in nine times out of ten uh, on a, like a GoFundMe link they'll attach it to some type of cause but it's like a business um, which is like super super interesting but what I do say is I don't think um, they're wrong I just think they're using the wrong platform and I think they have the wrong business model so like if you take it off GoFundMe and you went to somewhere like um, oh, what's the place oh, I can't remember the, the name of the place it'll come to me later but if you go to like a, 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 a actual crowdfunding website mm. or if you go to so there's two things so there's a crowdfunding website where people get like equity right so that's like a fair exchange like you have a dream um, and 
you're willing to give away a percent of your business. It could be five, it could be two. Like I've seen people give away 1.93% mm -hmm. of their, their business, but you're willing to give something to somebody else in exchange for believing in your idea with no with no evidence it, it's actually going to work because at the end of the day stops who knows like mm. nobody knows it's going to work or not so i think like they're just using the wrong platform to do that and then also they're using the wrong strategy and i've actually like seen certain things and i've had like had to speak to people in private and say like look your idea isn't wrong right but you're just using the wrong platform and if you use this platform get a business plan together and um and yeah, like get a business plan together, get the financials together. Somebody p potentially could support this. I just just think you're doing it wrong. And then on top of that, there's like another platform again. It's like um, I can't remember again. I can't remember the platform is. I'll, I'll find it later. But um, it's basically a platform that, for example, say like I'm selling tables, but I don't have the tables yet. You get people to pre-order the tables, so they basically fund your idea, mm. but you have to give them the tables within a certain amount of time. Yeah. Right. So that's another way. So it's like all right cool this is my idea people are pre-ordering whatever my idea is with the with the thought that okay in december or whenever i said that uh, it's going to be delivered by they get their product and now my idea is funded now i have money to now go and start buying more stock and go from there so that's what i was kind of speak on that because yeah some of the things that again some things i've seen is it's a bit insane but again it's just like education because when I speak on this idea, and again, when I speak on like bootstrapping, it's like, all right, cool. Like you get your own money, you get your friends or whatever, and you kind of like make it work, right? So it, it's, it's kind of weird because <clears throat> alcohol is like a capital intensive business. So you have to spend so much on marketing for eventually the your brand, for, for potentially anything to like pay dividends. And then again, you have to spend so much on stock um, just so you can make the numbers make sense um and then again like sometimes you're, well in my case anyway you're not paying yourself or like in most cases anyway you're not paying yourself at a very very start and um that's like in the essence of you kind of like bootstrapping it because again when i speak like my, my journey um the bottle, like our price uh, at a very, very start, our price per bottle was like insane. Like we basically weren't making no money in the first year. Like we just weren't making no money in the first year, but that's like kind of like the risk you have to take. It's like, are you willing to like not make no money in your first year because you believe in your idea? Or are you looking for like instant gratification? Like, do you need instant money right now? Mm. Um, and you, the, the whole plan is that you bootstrap your idea um, like, like long enough or you bootstrap your idea to a certain point where you can eventually like raise like a, 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 a the first round or second round or when you eventually get to a place where the business is like now funding itself and then now you can pay yourself a wage like i generally i launched in november uh november the 8th 2019 i only took a wage like a month ago oh swear a month ago I didn't, like, I didn't, it's so crazy. Like, when people were asking me, like, bro, like, me, again, like, I'm, I'm like, I want to call myself privileged because I work for it, but, like, I had, like, money to live on. Um, I had, like, money 
to like invest in a business um, through like working. I worked for ages. Like I, I worked young. I didn't go uni. Mm. Whereas like other people went uni four, five, three, four, five years. I like was just working, and because I worked in construction and I worked at night time, and I eventually worked my way up to be like an electrical engineer. The job was actually quite high paying, so I was on like a early high paying job very young mm. before when people were still in uni or mm. when people just come out of uni and doing graduate schemes I was like an electrical engineer and getting paid way more than them so I was able to like I always wanted to become, become an entrepreneur so I was always like saving my money to you know whether it's like a house deposit or like to fund a dream I was yeah. doing that so I say that say like yeah I only took a wage two years late uh, two years later and that's like sacrifices because yeah like eventually like you eat like you want to do holidays and I did go on holidays I, I ain't gonna lie like some people don't go on holidays I did go on holidays but there's some things that I did cut out like if I couldn't it, if I if I didn't want to do something or for example let's say like I'll I give you like a real life example a family friend of mine um, had, uh, was, was having a wedding and he uh, he was having a traditional wedding and he wanted everybody to buy clothes for that wedding to him it's like his wedding and it's the most important thing for me it wasn't Mm. right it's not important whether it's like 50 pounds or 100 pounds i said i couldn't afford it the reason why i said i couldn't afford it because in that at that time i was like all right cool this is like the pandemic we're getting over that if i have to put my last one pound here into this business i'll be pissed if i gave away 50 pound like it's insane to think about but it's like i was thinking of the worst case scenario like if my business needed 50 pounds and i was down to zero pence like it it wasn't getting to that stage but i was thinking about maybe Mm. two years down the line if i if that you know i mean the business isn't going well i need 50 pound am i willing to give that last 50 pound but then i gave it away for something that somebody else cares about I don't care I, like, I, obviously I care about he got married but it's not my marriage innit do you know what I'm trying to say so like I had to say no do you know what I'm saying or like other things I had to say no do you know what I mean because I was thinking down to the last penny and as the CEO you're like the captain of the ship innit mm. do you know what I'm trying to say and so that's what comes with like bootstrapping and that's like basically where you know we got to yeah bootstrapping is it's not it's not full of faint hearted you've got to really believe in your idea, you gotta be willing to to to, to stick it through for real. Like, business is not easy, anyway. To be fair, like, and I think the pandemic definitely showed that because so many businesses are not around no more. Facts. So many businesses, and without the pandemic, a lot of businesses probably could have been very great and mm-hmm. been long term earners. But the pandemic just came and, and wiped shit out, which is unfortunate. Um, so speaking of the pandemic, how did how would you how did last last like manage to still keep pushing during the pandemic? I think like what it was is like the reason why we managed to like keep going through the pandemic is because like we were just paying attention to like government guidelines right so it was like all right cool like bubble right so all right cool like we're not like i'm i was just it was just being by myself had to tell my family all right you do this you do that i'm just like on my own thing do i'm trying to say and like nobody was in my bubble, right? So I, I know I, I kind of like navigated like that or when it was retail shops and shops itself closed, we're not a retail shop. So, you know what I mean? Whether like I was packing in a warehouse or, do you know what I mean? Things like that, yeah, for like online because there was nothing uh, it, from what I remember of like 
there was potentially talk about online businesses closing, but there was nothing like, especially very early on about like online businesses closing. So I kept on grafting, I kept on working, like I worked by myself, like I worked with a friend or whatever, but I was taking like late nights, you know what I mean? There's late nights, packaging boxes, and it's like kept going, do you know what I mean? Like whereas like people stopped, like I just like kept going, like when I was tired, I kept going, when we was open, I kept going. Every single time Boreas was like, oh yeah, cool, we're open again. Like I didn't go out and say, oh yeah, I'll open again and enjoy or whatever. I went back to the warehouse, kept grafting, in, mm. kept packaging boxes like you know what I'm trying to say so I think like that's how I managed to do things also we're lucky that people are at home right so people at home um people you know want to have a drink or whatever so uh, we're, we're, we're very like conscious of like promoting over drinking so we don't do that that's why sometimes we don't partner up with certain you know people or podcasts or whatever because like some of the content they say um yeah it's like promote over drinking so we don't you know we don't do that but what we you know, what I would say is that people were at home, so, you know, whether, you know, a bottle would last them a month or a couple of months, we are seeing like people just saying, you know what, I see you about, let me give you a try. Uh, and that's, you know, that's what happened. And people were willing to kind of give us a try. Um, and then on t- off the back of that, you know what I mean? We'll manage to, to, to do good numbers. But I think the key thing was I just kept working, really. Yeah, no, you were, you were, you were grafting all the way through the pandemic. Um, also, um, so I, from what I observe, that Las Olas has an amazing social media presence. Mm. And I don't even know what your numbers are in terms of followers, but wherever it is, it doesn't speak to the impacts you have culturally and also the quality of your social media. Your content's always amazing. The pictures, the colouring, the settings, everything's well done. Obviously, when you have your, when you have your um, mixologist doing the cocktails and tutorials, it's always been sick. How important was social media for you, um, for you? And how much, how hands-on are you with the social media? Do you have like somebody who just takes care of all of it? Are you like more of an overseeing director? And like, what's the impact of like, what, how important do you think social media is for like young entrepreneurs, young people with startups and that? It's interesting because like, if you had asked me before I started, I'd say yeah, social media is everything. But Instagram is literally nothing. Like I, I don't, like I can, I, I Instagram, gives us such a small percentage of cells, which is actually I'm trying to change right now, but it actually gives us such a wow. small percentage of cells. It's so crazy, like, and hence why, for example, like I'm doing um, the uh, the bar takeover at Soulbox because it's not, all right, we have, our main source is our mailing list, right? So our mailing list is like our secret weapon, mm-hmm. right? However, other people's secret weapon is more so Instagram, social media, right? So we do not have, so our content is great on social media and I do everything Like I do. Like I'll, I'll hire the right person. I'll tell them what to do. Um, and I will basically do everything. Um, and I just know I have a vision in my head and then I'll just find the right person to kind of execute that particular vision um, to help me with. And yeah, pretty much everything you see on our Instagram is just my vision, right? But what I realise is like people follow us just to follow us. I don't think a lot of our social media followers actually convert into customers. And that's what I'm trying to basically change now. And hence the bar takeover is like we... Like, for example, two people could come to our bar takeover, but that's because we don't post it on our mailing list. Our, our Instagram 
followers are not customers they just enjoy the content and they just like follow us like i, I say that i say like majority anyway majority of our instagram fo- uh, uh, followers are not customers however like our our mailing list they are customers yeah. right um so yeah we're just basically trying to um increase that presence a bit less a bit more we don't want you know that presence to be you know the majority of the business but we're trying to increase it a bit more hence why we're trying to do like different bar takeovers do different things on instagram and tap into like other people's instagram and see what we can do from there but what i'll say to like entrepreneurs like coming up is um depends on what business you're doing right so if you're for example like if you're like hair and beauty like people want to see hair and beauty so people want to see the effects of what hair and beauty does so for example whether it be like my uh you know my friend that you know does planted uh what's not called planted i can't even remember what it's called now she had to change the name but for example she does like a lot of testimonials right so it means that on her instagram she will post before and afters of Mm. what happened when you took this hair treatment so if you're into something like that or it might be um you know, there's another guy called Yao and he does like some some skincare thing and he shows before and afters of like clear skin and when your skin was, you know, not so clear and then when it is clear or whatever. So social media is important for, you know, especially Instagram, it's important to see and uh, that will kind of gain you customers with that aspect. But alcohol is different, right? People don't care about like, yeah, people care about what they see, but generally people want to, sample first before they buy a bowl mm. right so then again that's like goes back to the, our events do you know what I'm trying to mm. say that's when we do real life things where maybe you might have seen us on Instagram or you might have seen us somewhere and then you see oh raw, like he has a bar takeover you know what let me come through and let me like sample the rum in a it, you know it's going to be much cheaper for me to like sample it here buy one cocktail or if I just ask the bartender can I have a little sip or whatever rather than buying a whole bottle. And then if I like it, then I can buy a whole bottle. So that's like the strategy right now. Okay, cool. Okay, oh, that's, that's very interesting. I'm, I'm quite surprised. Um, I just naturally, because you have such um, a strong direct consumer presence, I thought social media was a big part of that. But that's quite super interesting. So so how did you build your mailing list? I'm not, don't give away the secrets, the secret source, but. No, I think it's like super easy, right? So it's like, for example, me like personally, um, when I was like on Twitter or whatever, um, I'd promote the main list from my own account. So like Twitter, right? So I promote mm. my list from my own account, regardless of like the followers or whatever. Like people would sign up, so people would sign up, and then you realize like people that actually take the effort to like sign up to your mailing list, they have like a different level of interest than people that just follow you, right? So like to fill in the form, fill in my email, da 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 da. You must be eager, mm. so that's why I always like aim for the mailing list so now like when we post or if we work for if we work if we do any work for an influencer we will say or with an influencer we will say can you send these people to our mailing list because if they do sign up to our mailing list we know right you have like an extra bit of like you're almost half the way there to purchasing mm. you just need something to kind of like convert you or push you all the way over rather than somebody just follow so easy to click a follow button but like yeah it's just like working with different people asking them yeah can you promote our, our mailing list and people see the product they're like oh shit the mailing list when mm. is this out da, 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 da. also what helped us is that sometimes some of our things go out of stock right so 
again, like we're doing a gift pack over Christmas. Like we're doing a limited amount. So if you want this, you've got to sign up to our mailing list. It's kind of like Nike, isn't it? So mm. if you sign up to um, the sneakers app, um, they will notify you when it's out and then you buy it. If you miss it, then you miss it. Do you know what I mean? And that's how like some of the how we structure some of our products. Like our gift packs are not gift packs that are gonna be there forever. Mm. Right? We're only gonna do a certain amount. We've done a certain amount of Valentine's Day, Father's Day, Mother's Day gift packs. They once they sell out, they're gone. And that's it. Like you sign up to our mailing list. If you want this present, great. And then that's how we kind of built up our mailing list from like things being sold out as well. Classic. Um so for some, for knowing you and following you, when people talk about certain business things, you always have like a really interesting aspects or um, what's I looking for perspective on it, and like a, it gives me the impression that obviously you're generally you're very um, smart and business savvy. But do you do like a lot of reading when it comes to business? Are you a reader? Are you a podcaster? Or this is just just pure vibes? I'm a serial podcaster. Like I I listen to like so many podcasts. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I rarely read, bro. I'm gonna be so. You don't actually have to because podcasts yeah, are not so great. Like I rarely read. Um, so, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I do read, but like more time, like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, I'm a pod. Like I listen. I consume so many business podcasts or like you know in, informative podcasts or audiobooks. Like I'm an audible whore. Like I've got so many mm. audiobooks. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm. Like that's my bag. Mm. Like you know what I mean? I've had this membership for ages. Like I consume so much audio content um, and I consume things that interest me so so because I'm so interested in, interested in business I retain the information yeah. right and or or if like like you know like for example like where I get my news from I don't listen to like the news per se like the quote unquote um, you know mainstream news outlets I listen to business specific news so that's why I always know what's happening that's why I always know right this happened with crypto this happened with this business this CEO did this da, 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 da. because I have catered my life and I cater like my content to things I'm interested in like I, the way I've changed yeah especially like during this journey it's like so crazy because I won't watch something that I'm not interested in like but that's for everybody but I mean specific for example I would say like alright let's say for example over the last year Power I used to be super interested in Power season 4 came out I had no desire to watch it do you know what I mean like mm. it was a mindset change I had no desire to watch it I might watch like BMF do you know what I'm trying to say but if like for us if like in my body yeah something was like this is long I ain't watching it you know what I'm trying to say <laughs> like whereas like other people would still see what season 4 is about mm. like they'll still like go watch the episodes and then at the end of season 4 they'll say like this is shit you know what I mean I don't have time to see if this is shit because it's a waste of time mm. I could be using that time to you know to do other things right so I use like my time like so wisely and also on top of that it's like I don't have work hours like this morning I was working you know when I finish this before we get onto touchline I'll be working for like a couple of hours doing something work specific so like yeah man I just like consume like constant information um audio like via audio but then again as well if I do see like a business inside an article that I am you know interested in or something else or whatever I will consume that and read that that way so um so this is now more than two years on so I definitely we did a podcast when you launched 2019 cause remember I was still in that part of Stratford. Then we did another one a few months later, I can't remember. So what 
So this almost end of the year. What did you wish you knew at the top of the year that you know now? At the top of the year, what I wish you knew. Um, I think like I think I, I I wish I knew like what everybody's marketing budget was really because there's two things like two there's two aspects to that because when I like speak to brands or when I speak to like. Uh, a certain person that might be in a certain brand or whatever and they speak to me about their marketing budget I'm thinking this is insane like how do I compete with this mm. because like especially even up until this the, the top of the year I was generally thinking like s people's marketing budgets were like relatively decent now if you told me like somebody's marketing budget was a million I'd say cool or 500k I'd say like cool generally some people like some brands have like a marketing budget of like 10 million that's crazy like, do you know do you mm. know how mad that is yeah. just a spunk of marketing yeah. or they might have like a marketing budget for a specific for one campaign so like just this Christmas campaign I'm doing for three months of one million pounds right so that's like something that I wish I knew at the top of the year that these people are like super heavy hitters, right? And another thing which actually relates to that is how much these influencers are getting paid. So I'm like super happy for them. Like I'm super happy that influencers, artists are, su are getting the bag. Let me prefix that with this. But when I reach out to them and I'm like, all right, cool, like can we do this or whatever? I was like, no, nah, my fee is this. I'm thinking, rah, that fee is hefty, bro. I wish, I wish I could afford it. I can't afford it. But I thought that was like super interesting because then it's like, all right, cool. Like if I, if I knew this like a bit earlier on, then, you know, maybe, um, you know, probably wouldn't have reached out to you I could reach out to like somebody else or whatever whatever so even like right up until now like with how well we're doing um or like again we're doing quite decent um we're still relying on favors because the the landscape has changed and the landscape has changed severely like a, a year and a half ago or two years ago like I could pay somebody x x amount even though again like let's get this right and I'm actually going to go into this year like I like at the start, I relied on so many favors and people do me things or whatever. whatever. But as we grow, I always said to people like, "When if we do have small money, I'm gonna like try pay or whatever." But like at the start, like maybe like two years ago, the influencer economy in the UK wasn't like this. It's different. It's different now. It's different now, and people are getting paid big piece. But let me tell you something which is actually very very interesting. Um, and I, f it, I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory <laughs> or I've just cracked it, yeah. But basically, a big brand will come to like a black influencer and a black influencer and they will say, all right, cool. The black influencer will say it's a big brand and, uh, and they will put their prices up, right? So, or the big brand will come and actually give them a price. And the price that the, that the black influencer ha gets from the big brand is more than what they've ever got right so say for example i come to you and i say all right cool can you um post this bottle of lasolas or whatever let's say i'm a big brand now. let's say i'm the size of Ciroc. can you post this big uh this bottle this bottle of lasolas yeah on your instagram all right let's say you've got 50k followers yeah but what i'm gonna give you is i'm gonna give you four bags to do it four bags you're gonna say 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. four bags. Like, you're gonna like try trying you'll be like, mm, I'm not sure, and then you'll get back, I'll get back to you, like, because that's what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to hustle it. But eventually you're gonna say yeah, right? You're gonna say yeah because it's more money than anybody's ever given you for a post, right? So the big brand does that because they fuck up the not they fuck up the economy, but what they do is they outprice any smaller brand trying to reach out to the same influencer in the same space. Because what the big brand does is, all right, we wanna dominate the space and we wanna make sure that brands coming after us or smaller brands coming after us can't, can't, compete. Of, can't compete. So what they do is they give an influencer their rate or the influencer sets their rate because it's a big brand. And then now when a small brand, let's say Tom's brand comes to you, black owned or whatever and says, oh, cool. Can you post this for us? But let me give, like, maybe let's say I, I've only got 500 pounds. You say, no, like, I just paid, I just done the same post for a similar brand for four bags. Yeah. How the hell can I post this for 500 pounds? But what you're realizing is the brand paid you four bags and their marketing budget is 10 million. Mm. This brand is offering you five bulls and their market budget, let's say, like, for argument's sake, it's 20 bags or 50 bags or 100 bags or whatever. Let's say it's that, right? It's, you know what I mean? That's what they've done. Like the big brands have, uh, the big brands, again, I'm happy for the black influencers, but the big brands have like fucked up the uh, the economy for smaller brands that are trying to do the same thing or are trying to scale. Because the way how I look at it personally is like, all right, cool. Like I will, I will, um, like for example, I'll pay you five bills now and like the brand grows, I'll come and pay you five, four bucks. Like that's the way I paid. But again, I definitely understand that this person has to pay their bill. So it's like, it's it's like a, it's just a crazy battle. Like, and again, like for me, I, like I can, I can work in that space because I still have friends and I can like work, but I'm thinking of like other brands, other black owned small brands are struggling in this same space to compete because they've been outpressed by like a bigger brand in their market. So it's like kind of fucked. Business right is now. effed, yeah, it's because fucked. because four bags to like a massive brand, let's say it's like a rock side, zero is it, is nothing, It's absolutely nothing, nothing. It's pissing in the water type of thing, but to like a smaller brand and a come up that hasn't got um, eight figure fucking marketing budgets, it's a different ball game. And obviously, naturally, as the as the talent, the influencer, you're looking out for yourself. 100%. But I, I do think it's also imperative for us to understand that. Um. Sometimes our price goes up. Sometimes this is more of a one-off than our price going up. Do you know what I mean? It's like a man might, do you know what I mean, catch a, a wavy babe at the right place at the wrong time. Mm. But don't mean that next time you go out, that's like, your level. That's your level. Because mm -hmm. the, the girls will show you that, nah, my G. Like, the bus down isn't bust. Like, and sometimes, I, like for example, like if I if I speak to somebody and we can't afford it, there's not there's never any like bad, there's never any malice. It's just like, yeah, man, cool. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. but, like we 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 move. Like I I, I always say to people, sometimes some some someone say like, oh, like I may have been offered this. I'm like take the money like take the money from another brand trust me take the money because like i never want people not to take the money mm, like just course. whatever but take the money bro like it's, it is where it is you know what i'm trying to say i'm just saying it's just interesting to look at this space i always look at like like, I'd love to speak on this on Twitter, but people will think I'm complaining. I just like look. I like to look at business from a uh, a bird's eye perspective. Yeah. So I'm literally just showing you what's going on. I'm not complaining. I generally don't care mm. because it's, 
is where it is. Like, it's just like, it's interesting. It's like a game, right? It's like... Yeah, it's a game. Yeah, it's like a game. Do you know what I mean? That's why I find it interesting. Do you know what I mean? It's like a game. It's like, I now set your rate. This influencer is like, oh, my rate's this and the, the smaller brand can't compete. Like, are the bigger brands scared of the smaller brands and they're trying to like price them out? It's just like, you know what I mean? It's just a game. Yeah, I think it is because I think obviously once you've reached a certain level, like if you... So it's like, it's like boxing, right? You You become pro... You battle, you get like maybe your local belts, your regional, your national, European. Do you make your way up the rankings? You're now, you're now the top dog. You, you, you. People just don't tend to get the belts and retire. Yes, you're trying to stay up there, isn't it? First, you got, you got to do it. So, yeah, it's probably just how businesses stay up there yeah. by making sure that they handle all the threats to them adequately and this is just one way which is very man remember you're telling me about this like a couple of scars but that's elite like that's 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 the businesses thinking about Mm. two three four years down the line yeah because if a business you know if if it's a rock let's say like again sorry to use a rock but if it's a rock let's say pays that same influence of fire bills fire bills generally yeah to like influencers or fire bills generally it's not a lot of money yeah like to certain people in it so like if i give you like a rate of five bills and I set the economy at five bills, then a smaller brand can afford five bills. Yeah. But if I set the economy so high that a smaller brand's going to think, oh shit, like I've got to think like three times about this. This mm. is insane. Then it's just easier for me to kind of navigate um, and it's just easy. And then I kind of like keep like the some of the fish in this pond and that pond. And I'm thinking about four years down the line because if they allow you know this brand to, to 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 pay the same amount. The black the black uh, people are gonna the black influencers are gonna go with the black brands. Yeah, all so day. they need to make the the price so high that the black influencers feel like ah oh, nah I can't lie I can't Mm-mm, do it yeah. and I respect it. Yeah, that's what you should be doing. Yeah, of course, hundred percent. Get your money. Yeah, for, for real. Um, what can we expect from La Solas in the coming year? You um you, you mentioned event at the Soulbots. Um, what else have you got going on? And what can what can we expect? from Las Olas in 2022? Yeah, so 2022, so like uh, end of this month, let's say end of this month first, we'll be launching like a gift box. That'll be like our first proper gift box with rum and two glasses in the gift box. So Sick. it's the first time we've done something like that. Um, yeah, so we'll be working with like influencers uh, to work with that. That will be limited edition. That will go really, really fast. So um, yeah, sign up to our mailing list. Um, December, just look for like Christmas content. We're gonna shoot loads of content. We're gonna be really pushing like the s- sustainability angle um, in 2022. So we have a refill pack. Uh, we are rebranding that refill pack, and we're just making sure that you know if you've got a bottle at home, it's not going to waste. Whether you refill your bottle every 30, 60, 90 days, uh, we just want to be there. Um, we are gonna be cutting down the amount of events that we do in regards to like events for other people, but we will be doing a couple other, we'll, we'll be doing like more bar takeovers. So uh, again, we'll be doing a bar takeover at the Soul Box at this Saturday. The food is free, we're paying for it as a brand. Um, and um, that's more so like our thing, we'll be doing like bar takeovers so people can like sample the rum. Uh, that's more so what it's about. And then, um, like once they sharpen it, hopefully in turn they go and buy a bottle. But it is what it is, um, and yeah, we, we you know potentially next year maybe like launch like another product, and we're just like basically fine tuning the brand. So we will be going to restaurants, bars, and everything. Like Same. 
over the next like six weeks you'll see us like now at like some of the you know the nicest restaurants or some of your local restaurants um but that's what we're going to be working on um from now onwards and again as i said like bar takeovers giving people like real experiences so doing like our own thing rather than uh partnering up with other brands but again we'll we'll partner up with our brands on like one-off stuff but generally it's going to be like bar takeovers and our own thing Okay, wicked. Well, Seb, thanks for joining me. Um, where can we find you? Do you want to plug yourself or is it um, where can we find your business on socials? Where can we do the mailing list? All that stuff. Yeah, so uh, on Instagram and on Twitter, it's the Rum Rockstar. Uh, so, yeah, that's that. And then uh, also the business is lasolas.uk on Instagram. Um, and in the bio, you'll see... Um, You'll see like our, our mailing list and stuff like that. So yeah, just sign up to our mailing list, click on the bio, you see what we've got going on. Um, we're also creating a separate VIP mailing list and we're trying to make that like a uh, like a, a, a online social club where like, you know, the discounts are higher or if we're partnering up with a certain bar, you can get discounts at this bar, etc, etc. So we're trying to like grow the community that way as well. So um, that, that will be cool. But yeah, like um, we'll have the links and I'll send you all the links uh, ready for Christmas. Okay. Well, you got it there. Um, also, if you is is there still reservations available on the Soulbox? Is it all done? I think so. I think I, I, to be fair, again with with that, that's more so of like generally not our crowds really going there. We generally just want like people that we don't know mm. or yeah, some people do know, but some people we don't know. Just like coming there and seeing how it goes. Mm. Okay, cool. So people check the Soulbox on socials. I put all the links in the bio. And yeah, until next week, people, peace and blessings. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.